Welcome to the first episode of The Pursuit, the to, Pursuit Pliable. to Pliable. Wow. Saying it out loud. Big. I, I'm, big. I'm so excited. Um, I'm Leslie. I am Adrian. We are two sisters that basically like sitting around talking about health and wellness and raising children and life. And so we thought maybe somebody else wants to listen to that conversation (laughs) and why not just make a podcast of that? So we are here sharing um, lots of tidbits from our life. Uh, I am a certified health coach. I'm an occupational therapy assistant. Um, I work with kids on the autism spectrum um, Adrian is a personal trainer. Yep, I am um, a certified health coach as well in a different aspect a little bit. Uh, PN1 certified, which is a little bit more nutrition-based. Um, I have a love for intuitive eating. And we're both moms. Yes. And that's the big one, right? Like The mom thing. We yeah. say all these certifications, health, right? And, and our healths are totally different. But even the podcast is we are flipping health and wellness upside down. Those are two tabooed words right now. They can be thrown around a lot. You know, health and wellness is easily fitness and what you eat, right? But, like, we are here to say that it's not. It is so much bigger than that. Oh, my goodness. And we can go ahead and, like, we can list all the things that it is that that health, uh, that your health encompasses. But um, we're just going to talk about it instead. We are. We're just going to talk <laughs> about it. Episode so just join us, right? That's your invitation to join us. That's a little teaser of <laughs> what's coming. Good or not good as it was. things of health and wellness. Oh, it's going to be great. It's going to be so epic. Um, But today we are talking about um, birth stories. We're talking about birth stories. So uh, Adrian had my nephew um, six months ago and she called me. Was it the day you gave birth or was it the day after? It was probably, uh, I think it was the day. It probably was because I had like it at noon evening. and I'm sure later because you brought us food that night, remember? Yes. yes, yes. So she called me that evening and I mean, like, I wish I could have recorded that conversation because like the magic that was in her voice of like strength and bravery and pride it was just, it was so incredibly wonderful. So she had Franklin and, um, the, like a traumatic um, birth of her first kiddo. And so kind of all, all the things kind of went wrong. There was like a lot of vacuuming and a lot of, um, <laughs> mind you, she's what, almost shoulder, three. So this was a while back. Yeah. Shoulder yeah, dystocia. Shoulder dystocia. Um, like the birthing process was just really, really difficult. Yeah. And with Franklin, her like, newest. didn't want another kid traumatic. <laughs> like, was like, I cannot do that again. There's no way I can have another one. That's the kind of trauma it was. Okay, keep going. <laughs> and with Franklin, it was, like, totally opposite. But she prepared for this birth. Like, she prayed. She made a playlist. She set her mind right. She put her intentions on how she wanted it to go. She pursued visualization she did the nutrition like she ate well she worked out to make sure that her body was like physically able ready to give birth like she did all of these things leading up to Franklin that 
made that experience like so magical. And she did that all without an epidural. She did it all natural. And I am not here to discredit epidural C-section. I'm a mama of, I, I had both of my kiddos um, C-section. And when I was in labor with my first, I had an epidural as soon as I could <laughs> pop that bad boy in. I was like, please give me, please give me the epidural. So I'm not here to say, you know, that that's like, that's not, not okay. Yes. Um, I'm all for it if you need it. Um, and I have an epidural with my first. Yes. It just went awry and yeah. yeah. So, but it's not like it's negative, no. pot, whatever, but it's. It, preparing is everything. Mm -hmm. That's kind of what we're trying to say. Right. No matter if you are getting an epidural, no matter if you are having a C-section, whatever. Yeah. Preparing is huge and birth stories are powerful and important. Yes. And it's interesting. So after she... So hearing the conversation from Phyllis to Franklin like your different stories of how your children came into the world was incredibly different. And it just made me start thinking about like how powerful birth stories are and kind of like, why don't we pass them down to our children? Like, why don't we talk to our kids about how they came into this world and what that looked like and what we were feeling at that time. And, you know, like, like that is, that's like you hear about like movies or like wise tales about like how they pass down from generation yeah, to generation. Exactly. Like, like I think like, that's customary in like that? native American culture to do that. Right. Like you, you pass down those stories from generation to generation and you know, why, why don't we do that? And I was like, that's something that we need to do. Like, I want to tell my kids that I want to tell my kids how they were brought into the world as traumatic as my first yeah. was um to as blissful as my second was you know and also sharing it with other people too oh right because I think that like it's so great for your kids to know and I feel like when they're really young they're not gonna really understand right sure but when there's something about after you give birth right whether it is tr and, and whether it's traumatic or not like I remember after Phyllis, I didn't want to tell anybody about my birth, the birth because I was just so traumatized. I couldn't believe that, like, I didn't want to have another child because that's how bad it was for me. Like, I, I literally questioned, like, why do people do this? There's no way this love can be worth this much. Because when they first come out, you know, they're like, everyone's like, oh, you just love your baby when it first comes out. Like, and you do, but you don't know them yet. They're just little babies in your arms. Like, you don't know their personality. You don't, you're not bonded with them yet or anything. So... I was truly like, this is awful, right? Like, this is terrible. And so I think that no matter what, like hearing me even say that, I hope I resonated with another woman who was right. like, I felt that way, but I was too afraid to say it because yeah. then you look like a bad mom or a bad this or a bad whatever. To right, like you're a woman, you should be able to yeah, automatically exactly automatically love or or have a good birth, or you should just be able to, you know what I mean? Like you right. don't hear that. Well then, like you said, flipping it to Franklin, like I was like, I'll have 20 more babies. Like, not to say it wasn't the hardest thing I've ever done in my life, because it was, but afterwards, like my beaming pride, I wanted to tell like everyone about right. my birth, right? So and but, not but only why couldn't that be a way for both? Not only was know? it like not, not only was it 
you were like so proud of that but it was like such a cool experience right. like that's that what I, I got totally from there you, for that it was such a cool experience yeah. you know that's and there are so many like right. dimensions to it and things that align properly and it was just it was so it was so incredibly cool and I hope that and I know Franklin's a boy and I don't know how you know men are about birth <laughs> stories and like hearing these things about, like mom no or, uh, yeah about you know but that that is it's it's so incredibly important yeah. to know where you started in this world how you started in this world because it does give a it, it gives a lot of foundation mm-hmm. to you just starting out i mean Let's take Bliss, for example. I was about to say, I think this started whenever you first saw uh, Amber and she had you tell her about your birth story. And you were like, oh my gosh. Yes. That's right. There was so much trauma. Amber, my naturopathic doctor, who's incredibly fabulous. Shout out, girl. Right? (laughs) She, um, you know, Bliss was born very traumatically. So I tried, pushed, yada, yada, yada. Eventually, we came to a C-section. And when she did come out, I had spiked a fever um, during the birthing process, and she had to be um, immediately taken to the NICU. Um, She had to have um, intravenous um, IVs for 14 days, I think, and then uh, ended up, we stayed in the NICU for 20 days. Um, Then come to find out, she was diagnosed with periventricular leukomalacia. Um, Now she's, um, you know, she's absolutely healthy and than typical with no residual effects or anything like that. But her being removed from me upon, and then just having like a, uh, like, you know, she was, I was pushing and then she wasn't coming and there was just a lot of back and forth and I didn't know what was going on, what wasn't going on. It was which just, ultimately ended in a C-section. Yes. Which ended in a C-section. So then I took her to see Amber our naturopathic doctor and um, basically her her birth into this world was causing a lot of like nervous system distress for her. So she was every time that I would leave her, she would view that as like she was reliving that trauma of me being removed from her whenever she came from utero. And this was she went to take her to Amber. She was like what five. Four or five. Um, she was. I mean, this was a few years later. It wasn't five. like a couple months. She. I think she was four. Um, I believe she was four because she was in preschool. Isn't that crazy how it was like I'm affecting that? Oh, yeah. At that age. Just insane. That trauma stays within you. Well, they don't you have know? any memories yet. I mean, right. she's four. Right. Her, a lot of her memories are from. Yeah. From, from birth on. Right. And that's not that much time. Right. And it stays. It stays with you, you know, and it doesn't matter if she was you know, four or 14 or 24 or whatever, had we not um, did that emotion code, had we not kind of corrected that story inside of her, she would still be in that trauma. Like she would still have difficulty with, you know, separation from me because she would relive that every single time that we would be separated. And that's crazy too, because, okay, so there are some people and there's no no knocking any way of parenting, but there are people that'd be like, Oh my gosh, just stop. Just suck it up. I'll be right back. Or, uh, you know, it's only this, it's just school. It's just, you know, whatever. Cause you see that all the time. Right. Mm-hmm. Because 
you're like, dude, you're four or, you know, whatever. This shouldn't be an issue anymore. What's going on? Why is this? But, and not to say that that's always your birth story that causes something like that, but that's huge, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so why aren't we talking about it more? Why isn't it, why isn't it known? And not even just telling your parents or telling your kids or telling whatever, but like, like even seeing Amber, seeing someone with like an emotion code specialist or something like that, like to know that that plays a part in your children now, Mm -hmm. in us now being almost 30 and 36. 36, like it plays a part in our lives now. So why? That's the, that's our big question tonight and that's why we want to do the podcast because we want to encourage people to visit that like sit in that place of ask about your own from your parents um for what they remember (laughs) yeah from what they remember tell tell your kids that I mean Bliss is only six but we tell her how she was born you know we tell we show her pictures of what she looked like in the hospital and you know what the day was like and excited we were and you know the videos that we took like we have that stuff to share with her like I said just she's in the six, end. <laughs> you know so I don't think she's gonna fully grasp it maybe until she has children of her own or yeah. anything like that um but like she knows that and Levi like I'm just so thankful that he was just like a breeze. Easy peasy. Yeah. You're exactly. like, I scheduled my day. I did. My baby's coming. I put you my were, makeup on. You were miserable for the past, like, what, the oh. last, like, week or two. Or oh, way more, it? way yeah. longer than that. Yeah. He was one heavy kid. So, yeah, I was in quite a bit of pain. But, like, the actual process, the actual of, process of bringing him into the world was so incredibly wonderful. And he didn't get shipped from you automatically. You no. got to hold him because you always yeah. say that. You're like, we get to, you're like, I was always like, we got to keep him. We just get to keep him. And yes. And yeah, I like, looked yeah. at my husband, Adam, and I was just like, they're just going to give him to us. They're just going to give him to us. Because and all you had known was her was blissing. They take them away. away. Yeah. yeah. It was just so crazy. Adam was like, it? well, he's ours. Yes. <laughs> but and, and what's weird is I, when I after giving birth to Phyllis, I remember being like, I want her, I want her, I want her. But then with um, Franklin, I was so tired. You're like- and I was so exhausted. And I just remember being out of breath. And I remember they put him on me. And I was like, ah, I don't know if I can hold him. I'm so tired. I got jelly on. Yeah. And I just remember being like, oh, you're here. You're here. I just kept saying that because I was like, I don't know what else to say. I'm so exhausted and you're here. Yay. And I just got to, now I got to feed you and now I got to care for you. And right? I'm so tired. All I want to do is take a nap. Right. Eat a good meal. Yes. Oh, I wanted food so bad. <laughs> yes. So I, you know, it's every single one is different. And the way you meet your kid is different. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing. And we it's don't your right. It. It's, it's your um, right. Was that like rite of passage yeah as a mother and and as yeah that's a rite of passage for you as a woman giving birth and for your your kid too Mm -hmm. right like they get the ability and the knowledge of how they entered into this world Mm -hmm. you know was it traumatic and chaotic and do they need to mend from that or was it blissful and wonderful and you know, they get to just bathe and relish in the fact that they didn't have to kind of deal with that. What's crazy is as we're talking, I'm seeing like a podcast about this and a podcast <laughs> about that. Like we could do a podcast about whatever. Um, but you're right. Like we need as a society, as 
I don't know, like new moms. I don't know if it's our generation or whatever, but like we need to embrace that. And Mm -hmm. I think, I think people are becoming more like boisterous about it on social media and things like that. Like I follow people who I don't even know that are like, here's my birth story and they're talking about it. So that's I love that though. Like I loved, I I remember like, you know, when all of my friends were having babies, I'm like, I can't wait wait to hear hear your birth story. I cannot wait to hear that. At least it's getting out there a little Mm -hmm. bit more, but I think the next step is like, connecting that Mm -hmm. to who your children are now right and realizing because we talk I mean we talk all the time about how we listen to podcasts about this and this and this and this and learning about what a toddler is thinking and what they're feeling and all these things when you just automatically you meet them and you're like well you're a human you should think like me or you know whatever but they're totally not like it's so much more than that. So even though you're saying like, they're only six that you're, you know, this is only six. She might not get the birth story. She might take it in a whole different way. It might help raise her. Mm-hmm. It might rate might you know, help mold her mind as she gets older. So that's, that's, what's cool too. That's, that's like you can't, you, you can't, can't discount it. Yeah. But they you need also, to hear it from the very beginning and yep. never discount the fact that you think your kid's too young for this or too young for that. Yep. They're, they're not, they, you know, you may have to relinquish some information. Or it might take a while. You know, you right. think, you know, maybe three and a half, four, they might start understanding mm-hmm. whatever. But, like, Phyllis right now, she sees pictures of, like, a baby. And she's like, is that Franklin? Or she's like, is that me? Or, you know, she <laughs> right. asks if that's, you know, who. That's her. So they like, get it. Yeah, they no, get that it. they were once babies, right? Or, like, right. that they were little, kind of, you know. So, I just. Birth stories are powerful. I'm just going to keep saying yeah. that, like, because I didn't realize it until you brought it up or you, you know, you came on the scene and was like, hey, I want to do an interview about birth stories because I thought yours was so crazy and, like, my own were so crazy. And then seeing Amber and, like, just all of it coming to fruition, like, and I was like, yeah, like, that is a perfect topic or whatever because it's not talked about. Right. So let's talk about it. Yeah. So I, it's a testament too of like preparing for birth, right? Yeah. Like it's a, you know, it's like I went into both of mine with not a care in the world, not any understanding. I was, I was a different Leslie. That could be a podcast at too. At that time. Exactly. That and so, you know, I didn't prepare for any of that, which could have been some of, you know, the problems that I had trying to birth bliss. I don't know. But, um, I do think that like your mental mindset of going into that, of what you want, of, of, of using visualization, of using music, of using all of these things, but also being pliable so that when things don't go the way they're supposed to go, like that you're still yourself, you're still in your mind, right? Even though it's a little chaotic, you still realize like, okay, it's not going the way that I planned. But that is fine. Yes. You know, we're good. Right. We can bend easily without breaking. Right. 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 Which is the whole point. It's not hard and fast. Right. Like your birth plan isn't hard and fast. It's just like, this is how I would like it to go. This is the setting that I want to bring my baby into the world. And preparing for it. Yeah, exactly. And even like a scheduled C-section, like, you know. I wish, you know, I would have maybe like stopped for a hot second before we all started and just was like, hey, 
can I take a minute and can I just pray for everybody here real quick? Oh. Can, um, you know, we just ask a blessing Man, for, you know, like different things that even in the midst of a C-section that could have been that yeah. I wish, you know, wish were different, but it's okay. You know, it's totally okay. Cause it's, you know, it's, it's that, it's that part of my story. So I remember, and, and you saying stopping and praying reminded me, and I don't even think I've told you this before. As Phyllis was coming out, I was talking to her. Oh, How really? crazy is that? So not with, not with Franklin, because I was literally in so much pain that you were just I, like moaning and grunting. I was. And, and like, you know, I told you at one point he was like, Adrian, you have to, my doctor was like, you have to keep pushing. The baby's head is right here. And like made me like touch him, you know, so that he knew I would mentally stay in the game. So that was where I was at with Franklin. But with Phyllis, because I had an epidural, well, like a, I don't know what they call it. I didn't have an epidural and it ended up being like a whatever, um, spinal block or whatever spinal you would called yeah. it. Um, but I still was starting, it was starting to wear off. So I kind of felt it, but definitely nothing to the effect of Franklin. But anyway, I remember like talking to her and being like, come on, baby girl. Like, come on, you can do this. Come on, just come out. You got this. Like, I remember saying all that. Ashley's like, coming you're out. You're like coaching her. Yeah. I was. And, and because I was just like so ready to meet her, I was so tired. Mm-hmm. I'd been pushing for so long. Like, you know, when you're pushing two the whole time, you're like, oh, it's the next one. She could be here on the next one. Because, you know, in the movies, right? it's like, oh, one more big push. And they're just here. Right. Well, it's not really like that in real or life. Or you, like, right? sneeze twice and the baby comes out. Yes. And you're like, or you see not. these crazy videos of people, like, walking into the hospital and the baby just slides out. Like, mm-hmm. where was that in my birth, mm-hmm. right? Anyway, so you, you hear all that. And I just, I remember having this connection with her, which is crazy. I have to remember, remember to tell her that now that we're saying all this in our birth now the birth stories are so powerful I'm saying that but now I can't believe I forgot that big part but I just remember being like come on girlfriend like you can do this I want to meet you I can't wait to meet you like I remember just saying all that and I also remember kind of talking to Jesus too mm-hmm. um but very small like come on God like bring her to me like that kind of stuff yeah. um but again I don't remember doing that with Franklin. with Franklin I was just but I was I like you said I made a playlist and I had a really awesome sermon by Stephen Furtick mm-hmm. my man um who gets me through a lot of stuff him and Holly but I remember like Wes, my husband was playing that. Cause I told him there was like this snippet of one of his sermons that he had done and he's just started playing it. And my, my poor nurse was like, well, this isn't very soothing or comforting. <laughs> right. It's just him like doing his like shout power shouts that he does, you know, but like, yeah. But Wes knows that's what you needed. Right. Exactly. Like, in if, that if moment. Adam had played that for me. I would have been like, what are you doing? <laughs> this is not encouraging. I told him. So I listened to the sermon that night before and I didn't finish it. So I finished it that morning. And I remember like, telling Wes, like, you have to play this during some <laughs> point of birth. And I remember, like, writing a quote that, like, Stephen Furtick had said on Wes's arm so that I could, like, if I needed to see it or if Wes could remember to say that mm-hmm. to me, like, we could get through that. So, yes, yeah, so just – so it's crazy because they it's both have their mind, own – Mindset. Yes. Visualization. And they both have their know? own, you know, like, I have that – like, even though uh, Phyllis's birth was so traumatic, I have that that little blip of being like, Oh, but that part. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And like with Franklin, Oh my gosh. And so much pain, but I have like, Oh, but I have, I remember that part. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. and those are what I want to make sure that they know yeah. in their birth story, Absolutely. all the other stuff too, but yeah, that yeah. too, that really good stuff. And like you said, showing bliss, the, you know, the videos on the way and all that fun stuff that you have in the pictures and that's so important. And now that we're talking about it more, I'm like, man, I wish my kids were older so I could go talk to them about it. But <laughs> mine are only, you know, also almost three. Also, too, like, um, like, 
you know, like what, you, you know, like what astrological, astrologically, like was happening. Cause that plays a lot, yeah. you know, into like personality and stuff too. Like That's true. what was happening, you know, on the day that they were born and you know, what, like what sign they are, because like all of those things I feel like are little like threads of foundation for you that kind of like, Oh wow, that really does like line up with my personality. Mm -hmm. That really is who I am. And, um, like, I feel like every little tidbit kind of gives you like a little breadcrumb into who you are and you don't have to have it all right. You don't have to only think that's me. Right. Or like, you don't have to only be like, well, no, it's this, like you can pull tidbits, tidbits of multiple different facets to figure out and to realize like, Oh, it's all intertwined. Right. Like it's all rivers into the same body of water yeah do rivers flow together i, I don't, don't know. know i might have just made that up and sound like i saw it in my head yeah exactly it's like <laughs> yeah. you know a bunch of water conjoining all together, together. To, to make someone you know, who they are exactly so like don't stick hard so and birth, fast to, birth stories is a river right leading into who you are exactly and it's one of many So, and that's what we want to convey doing this podcast and having these conversations is that, you know, we talked about the rivers, that one birth story river, that's wonderful, but you have so many other rivers, right? You have so many other facets that lead into that big body of water as to who you are. And it's not just, you know, health and wellness. I've said this so much. It's such a taboo. They're so tabooed right now, but it's not just what you ate today or what you, you know, what exercise you did. If you did a 20 minute walk or if you did an intense hit cardio or if you went to CrossFit class, not knocking any of those, they're all wonderful for you. But we've collectively put the health, the word health and wellness into just those facets. And it's not your health and your wellness is multiple. Yes. And like we were kind of discussing this too one river might be overflowing and feel amazing. And like, it's just overpouring into other facets of your life. One might feel really shallow. It might be feel dried out. Sometimes rivers are super, super, super rocky. Your health isn't going to be something that you just look at and you're like, I'm in good health. Like you can't just, you have to be pliable, right? You have to be able to take on the rough terrain and also sit in the calm and the stillness. Like sometimes the river is really, really, really still. And it's hard to sit in that, especially if you're a fast paced person or someone who doesn't like to sit still. Um, so, and, and that's what this podcast, we hope that this first one was a perfect blip of what is to come. Right. Because that's what we, we want to be able to relate to anyone. I don't care if it's two people. I don't care if it's 2 million people. Like, knowing that you're seen, you're heard, and we're just like you, right? And like, we have, we have great things to come. That's kind of I love it. what I, what I wanted to make sure was said before we wrap things up. Yeah. Cause we got this. And perfection is unattainable. So don't, don't look at your health and wellness as striving for perfection there's no such thing as the perfect body there's no such thing as you know the perfect diet the perfect whatever there, or perfect there's birth not. or perfect or perfect birth yeah or, or, like, you know perfect perfect anything you know like your story is your story and 
honor that, honor who you are and what you've been through and what you've experienced in life. Because ultimately, right, that's all you have. You have, you have you and you're your own, you know, captain of your ship. And so you got to steer it. Bodies of water. According, right? You got to steer it according to, to yourself, not you know, that influencer that you saw on Instagram, not, you know, that, you know, new diet fad that's out right now, not, not anybody else, not your sister, not your mom, not, say, your, not even like a family not, member no, or nobody, you have to do you. And I know that's easier said than done. Right. And it's so used right now, right? You do you. Do you. you. Yeah. And, or like, what if you're just confused and you're like, I don't even fucking know how to do me. What? I don't even know what well, that is. We're supposed to be clean. <laughs> it's explicit. <laughs> But seriously, like, what if you don't even know that? Like, where do you start? You know, I mean, it's it's really, really difficult. And then you throw, you know, raising tiny humans on top of that. Ugh. Like, it can get real Marriage. thick. Marriage. It can get real thick real fast. Finances. Right. All of it. Right. But that all plays, that's, that's all a part of your health, uh-huh. right? It's all a part of your health because all of those things bring stress and, you know, whatnot. But, you know, that's for, like, that's, that's Again, down the road. We more got, podcasts. We got, we got lots and lots of content to come. So we hope that you tune in. We hope that you really loved um, this first episode. Um, like us, share us, um, all all the things. Rate us highly. <laughs> Send us messages. Yes, we love hearing from all the humans. So thanks for joining. Thank you so much. And we hope to hope to hang with you soon.